at the time I'd been doing it for free and I was like oh like I absolutely love this and if I love this doing this you know in times like this like this is definitely something that I can go for so I'm like okay well I'm gonna I'm gonna set up my little business I'm gonna teach yoga on the side and I'm gonna focus on me I'm gonna focus on how to like support myself Hello and welcome to Overcoming Anxiety with Dawn Morgan. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. My guest today is Tess and she's a lover of plants, a wife, a mother of an adorable cat, Pippin. In Tess's free time, you can find her cooking up tasty treats, traveling to new places, exploring nature and hiking up mountains and all along the coastline in our adopted country of Northern Spain. So welcome Tess, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's exciting. We've been uh, planning this this chat for quite some time now, and uh, our uh, my show is all about overcoming anxiety, and uh, we like to hear people's stories of you know their lives and and what's shown up and obstacles and and challenges and and all the good points too. So um, over to you, and let's hear your story. Yes. Well, once again, thank you so much for having me here. It's it's as you said, it it's been a long time coming. <laughs> So it's exciting to finally be here on this with you. So my story. Well, I as well, when I was nine years old, mm-hmm. uh, my family moved to Barcelona, Spain. Uh-huh. Um, so before that, we were in Oregon, um, the northwest coast of, of the US for anyone who doesn't know where that is. Um, it's beautiful and green mountainous. Yeah. And I grew up on a sheep farm in Oregon. So lots of land, like very much spent outside all the time. And moving to Barcelona was uh, an experience. It was like really hard (laughs) at the beginning. I was really excited about it um, because I'm always like, yes, something new, an adventure. Like that's just kind of my personality. But um, when, when we got there, I was like, oh, oh, wow, this is really hard. Like, I didn't speak the language. Mm -hmm. I was in a city, (laughs) Um, didn't know how to deal with that. Like, there was more, you know, pavement and what's it than green and trees. Um, And going from Oregon as well, like the the Valley of Oregon, which is very, very green, um, very lush to much drier climate as well was quite a difference for me. But even before we moved so like Spain moving to Spain was definitely a trigger for my uh for my anxiety um but even before that like I I have always had issues with anxiety from when I was a really little kid Mm -hmm. um one of my dad's first like stories about (laughs) about me is when I was like three I don't remember this but I've been told it many times um and uh he couldn't find me and then finally like you know started searching around the house and found me in in my bedroom and I was curled up in a ball and just sobbing my eyes out and he was like Tess like what's what's wrong and I was like oh who's well eventually when I started actually getting words out you know oh I'm so I'm so distraught you know because my um who's gonna take care of all the sick horses when I'm out on my country western singing tour because I was convinced (laughs) that I was gonna be a vet and a country western singer um (laughs) both things at the same time um (laughs) 
I've always had, you know, lots of big goals, right? <laughs> it sounds um, like you've you had a really big imagination as well. Oh, huge, huge. I still do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never good when it comes to like watching horror films because that just anyway, <laughs> that's sidetracking. Um, so I was just, yeah, I was just so upset because I was like, how am I gonna take care of these these poor horses, you know, that I that are in my care when I'm off touring? And, you know, he was just like, Tess, you know, first off, if you, you know, when you get to that time, like you will have other people to support you to to take care of the horses while you're off touring. So don't worry. But I'm sure in- internally he was going, oh, my goodness. Like, what is this child? <laughs> like, She's going to have so many difficulties growing up. Uh, about three, she's already nervous about like things that she has literally no control over because they don't even exist yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> It's creating those stories, you know, the stories and creating those problems before they're even, you know, decades away, let let alone a few days away. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. So when we moved to Spain, right, just this was kind of just the background, right? So when we're in Spain, like on one side, I'm super excited to be there. Um, I'm really excited to to meet new people, to go to a new school. Um, But at the same time, because of all these changes and differences, like it, it, it really affected me. Um, and I found a lot of solace in, in a park that was right behind our house. Um, cause like our house had like a little like garden area and then like the community had a sort of bigger garden area, but it was still very manicured and very, very fixed. Right. Yeah. Um, and so going to the park, there were trees, like it, it felt a little bit more wild. I mean, it was still very manicured, but it was, it felt a little bit more wild to, uh-huh. to my country self. So I would climb up there and hike, well, hike walk through the trees and like sit on the hill above the house and just kind of look out over the valley. Um, and that, that to me was like my, my special place. Mm-hmm. Um, and whenever I was stressed out or whenever I just felt overwhelmed, I always went on my little walk through the park. Yeah. <laughs> um, and this kind of continued as well. So we moved back to, to the U S when I was, uh, 12 Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me, like the return culture shock was by far way more difficult than the culture shock going because, you know, like it, it had been enough time for me to change quite a bit, especially at that age, mm-hmm. but it hadn't really been that much time for other people to think that I would have changed, you know, or that I would have changed as much as I had. And so I think that there's a lot to say about return culture shock and um, if anyone else has experienced this you know what I mean right because you go back and you are a completely different person and everyone else is they're also different but they're they've experienced the differences of everyone right and they haven't experienced your differences as much and so they expect something different from you that you're not willing to give anymore and you're expecting something also different from them that they probably can't give you right yeah. so in, in not necessarily in a bad way it's just that shock of going oh oh it's not how I remembered it being and it's not how it was back yeah. in the other place right so it, it is very very difficult and so the to me going back home was or back to Oregon was was very tricky um and I spent loads of time out hiking in the forest um around my parents house um on Sundays my dad and I would go out together when he was home and that was kind of our like connection time um and then also like as I got older I would just go out on my own as well and it it 
I, you know, at the time I didn't, I didn't think about it as like, oh, this is, you know, beneficial for my mental health. It was just like, it was the one thing that like gave me peace, right? Like now looking back after all that I've studied, I'm like, oh yeah, wow. Like internally, I already was realizing those connections of how beneficial it is to yeah. to do that forest walking and that nature connection. Um, but at the time I had no idea. It was just the one thing that helped keep my anxiety from overflowing. Um, and <laughs> around the same time, high school was was tricky for me. Um, I I also during high school, I went and studied in um in Japan, which was amazing. Um and that experience was just, yeah, just phenomenal. Um, the host family I lived with was amazing. This the school, I mean, it was once again culture shock, very different from yeah. Spain, very different from Oregon. Um <clears throat> But then moving back once again to Oregon after that, I had uh, six months left of high school right before I went to university. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, I can't handle this anymore. Like, I don't know what to do with myself um, because I just didn't I didn't, you know, as as a high schooler as well, like <laughs> in that sort of age, you know, teenager, you're like trying to figure out who you are. You're you have all these hormones going. Um, I had lived in three different countries by this point. Um, and I just was like, I don't know what's going on for me. Um, and my, I, I wasn't dealing with it well at all. Mm -hmm. How was that um, for you? Oh, I would have panic attacks. I would, um, I would just, yeah, just, just crumble. I would like want to skip school. Um, I wouldn't skip school but I wanted to sometimes I did but in general I didn't skip school but I definitely wanted to um the first day back I I like couldn't handle school and I had to leave and that like it was a slow progression to get back I didn't I don't know I didn't connect with with people maybe as much as I would have I, my positivity was draining a bit I was I felt a bit colder in general just me personally to myself and to, to people around me I didn't yeah. really start opening up for a while because I just didn't know how to communicate that. And so I would spend time out, as I mentioned, out in the forest, um, walking and <laughs> got lost a few times, but eventually made myself my way back. Um, and my mom also, um, she was like, you know, Tess, like you have to do something more. So she, she got me some meditations. Um, she was the, uh, regional director of mental, health clinic um through the the hospital where we lived and mm -hmm. um she like one of the the doctors that she worked with had this cd and she's like look i got this cd for you i think it's gonna be really beneficial and i could not handle it it was like not the right type of meditation for me at that time yeah now maybe if i'd like had i'd been working one-on-one -on -one with someone a little bit it would have been better but at the time it just made me hyperventilate like I was like they're like listen to your breath and I was like oh my god my breath no I can't deal with that <laughs> right so um <laughs> anyone who's like they've told you to do meditation and you've tried it and you're like no this isn't for me I understand um meet yourself where you're at like take like maybe try a different type of meditation yeah. um one that doesn't focus on the breath for example um or just focus on like grounding yourself first before you start working on those things um and we can go through that a little bit later but like that was something I've learned yeah, later of so I do now appreciate 
you know, what my mom was trying to do. But at the time I didn't appreciate it at all because I was like, this is just making things worse. Yes. Right. Like I can't handle this. Um, and that kind of, that whole sort of thing kind of continued into university, although more and more I started becoming like, okay, no, I've got my feet again. And like, it was, it was, I was better able to manage. Um, and then, yeah, then I, I moved again, uh, back to Spain, but this time to Northern Spain. Um, I was studied in, um, the capital of the Principality of Asturias, um, Oviedo for a year, fell in love with Asturias and was like, oh my goodness, yes, I want to spend more time here. And yeah, and then moved back to the US, finished my degree and then came back to Spain. And I have been here ever since. So over, yeah, it was a while ago. (laughs) (laughs) So what's your life looking like now? Where, you know, where is the, is there any anxiety popping up? Is there, you know, what's your life looking like now? At the moment, my anxiety is pretty well managed. I mean, I still have my moments, like being a, an entrepreneur, like you have your times. If you anyone else out there that's listening is an entrepreneur, owns their own business or whatever, like it's it's scary. There's lots, you know, it's not always the easiest thing, um, <laughs> especially here in Spain and all the things you have to pay extra. But um, <laughs> um, the my biggest like what's the word choice I want to use my the the worst time that I I had for my anxiety was um so the climax of it was in 2020 so I had been working in a job that it wasn't a bad job by any means it was you know decently paid um for for here um I really enjoyed my colleagues that I was working with, uh, but it wasn't it wasn't my dream job. It was just kind of the job that I did because it helped me live yeah. <laughs> here in Spain and also just pay the bills and all that. And looking back, it, it had been several years where I, my anxiety was getting worse and worse and worse. But I hadn't I didn't really notice it until 2020 when COVID hit and things just kind of exploded um and not in a good way so like things that were showing up for me that looking back that I'm noticing now or I can notice now is like I got way more irritable um a lot of mood swings I if you can't tell I'm quite a happy-go-lucky person um and at the time I was not I was not I was very I was becoming quite negative and I was even shocking myself how negative I was becoming which it's like, what, why am why am I being negative about that? Like, that's not me. But I couldn't get myself out of it. I was withdrawing from my friends. Um, my relationship with my husband was getting a bit strained um, and worse over time. Um, and I was once again starting to have these these panic attacks, these mm-hmm. random bouts of, of just sobbing, curled up in a ball on the kitchen floor. Um, and that was, it happened periodically throughout like, I don't know, probably four or five years. Mm -hmm. Um, but like little by little it was getting worse and worse and worse. And then COVID hit. And then I just, yeah, then it was just not, not good. Like I, I ended up injuring myself really badly. Um, which unfortunately will, I will live with for the rest of my life, but that is, that is what it is. Um, and I was like at the beginning when everything was happening, I wasn't taking care of myself. 
Um, because, you know, like so many of us, uh, my husband was put on furlough. So was I for a little bit, but then I was brought back on. So I was at the time doing two jobs, um, supporting my husband who got COVID really, really badly. Um, uh, and I just, I just fell apart. Yeah. Um, and I think and a so, lot of people, a lot of people will resonate with that because that happened, oh, definitely. you know, for a lot of people during COVID. And I think you were, most people were e- either in one camp or the other, you know, the, the introverts among us were saying, Hey, that's great. <laughs> I'm quite happy on my own. I'll just get on with it. Um, you know, especially if you were still earning some money and, you know, you didn't have the financial strain, but then other people, you know, the, the, the lockdowns, the restrictions, the, massive changes in their lives you know a lot of people just didn't handle that very well yeah you know actually when we were in the 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 three months of lockdown really weren't that bad for myself or my husband um we we actually had quite a fun time um like it was scary don't get me wrong but like we we had fun because we were able to like spend a lot of quality time together which we aren't usually able to he's a touring actor um so he's like never home. Um, and so it was kind of the first time that really got to spend that quality time together. Um, and we had a just adopted a little kitten while she came into our lives. Uh, adopted maybe is a strong word. We didn't go out and find her. She literally fell into our laps. Um, and so like we had just a lot of joy coming from her. So like while it was really scary, you know, it, it the those three months weren't that bad. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a terrace space, so we were able to actually see the sun, unlike a lot of our friends. Like we were able to go outside and spend time outside. Um, it it was after that for me that when things were got really bad because, like, as I said, my my husband got COVID. Uh, well, we both did, but it really hit him hard, and he, yeah. um, because it was at like it was in November of 2020, so the whole health system was just completely shut down and he didn't get the support that he needed at all. And, you know, he ended up getting pneumonia and it was undiagnosed. Um, And he was, he ended up having long COVID for, I mean, months. Like he would, he could barely even walk like two blocks without, you know, being out of breath and not being able to move. And he's like, I feel like I've run 10 miles sort of thing, Yeah, you know? Um, And so like trying and he was still on furlough so like money was definitely very tight like i was we were just on my my wage he yes he was getting some money in but not loads and we were using up a lot of our savings that we'd had so thank god that we had them you know like (laughs) so grateful and yeah and so it was just it was a lot all at once and i you know, those things that had been kind of sweeping under the the mat for a really long time, like, oh, I'll just deal with it. I'll just keep pushing through, pushing through. It kind of eventually just was like, no, it can't be under the mat anymore. And it just flew out everywhere. Yeah. Um, and that that is when I realized, no, I can't continue this way. I need right. to make a change. Yeah. And I think a lot of people do that, don't they? You know, they just push through. They um, push and push and push. And eventually your body says, uh-uh. You're not listening to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna slap you with stuff that's gonna stop you and make you make a change because uh, you're not doing yourself any any good here. And it's it's pretty amazing when that does happen. Um, it's not necessarily overly helpful from a, <laughs> from a, a sort of our standpoint, but actually, it's, it is quite often what what we need is to take a break, 
take a, a reassess of the situation. And of course, the thing with anxiety, it's all about lack of control, lack of being able to control the future. And of course, COVID was a classic on that because none of us knew what was going to happen from day to day, let alone month to month or year to year. And it's left that legacy almost, you know, we, we've come out the other side of it and we've mostly got back to a, a new normal, not the old normal, but a new normal. But at the same time, it's still very recent. So it's very much in our minds about, well, you know, we could go into that what if scenario quite easily, I think, you know, so what if it happens mm -hmm. again? What if we have something that's worse? What if, you know, and, and it's about sort of saying, well, what if we don't, you know, it's about sort of saying, okay, well, if you find yourself going there again, sort of say, well, yeah, but your what ifs have two sides to them every single time. Um, but Definitely. there is a tendency for as humans for us to look for the the negative we're constantly looking for the negative the the danger the being aware of these things and most of them never actually happen um so yeah so where where are you now i know you're you're helping people with with some of this stuff so tell us how you're working. yeah so so when i made that decision that i needed to make that change yeah um i you know i discussed it with my husband and we were like we agreed that the best thing was for me to quit my job, um, which financially not the best time to do that, but um, <laughs> for everything else, it was the best time to do that. And so I spent the next six to, I, I say six to eight months, but realistically, like I'm still working on it. Um, but focusing really like strongly the next six to eight months focusing on on me and um so at the time uh when I quit my job I started like teaching yoga um sort of full-time quote unquote but really it was very very part-time um I had gotten my my yoga certification um, a few years earlier uh, and I was like oh you know I like doing it it's fun I don't know if I'll ever teach it but you know just to kind of progress in my own my own learning and then if I ever want or need to teach it in the future I, I have that ability as well and so I was like okay well I'm going to turn to that um and when we were in confinement of those three months of confinement um mm -hmm. I actually had been teaching quite a bit of yoga and I was realizing oh I really love doing this yeah. um because then I was doing online um you know for my friends and family and friends of friends and um at the time I'd been doing it for free uh, and I was like, oh, like, I absolutely love this. And if I love this doing this, you know, in times like this, like, this is definitely something that I can go for. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to set up my little business. I'm going to teach yoga on the side and I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on how to like support myself. So I, um, studied yoga for pelvic health, um, to try to get my body back to, to functioning so I can move better after my injury, um I studied yoga for mental health right because I was realizing like a lot of like the benefits I was getting from yoga were from my mental health and I that was one of the reasons why I started yoga many many years ago um and I was like okay how can I focus it more so I can support myself and then maybe other people in the future right um I certified in uh mindfulness coaching once again like I was like okay I can use this to support my clients but I can also really use it right now to support yeah. myself right 
trauma-informed, like yoga nidra, like the, you know, that deep relaxation. Um, for anyone that doesn't know, yoga nidra is a guided awareness that helps your body and mind deeply, deeply relax um, in a relatively short amount of time. Um, and then, you know, focusing on different types of meditation. And then I started training to become a yoga therapist as well. So like I've, I've really dove I at the time I really dove in and I'm still continuing that that dive of learning all these different techniques and then being able to not only support myself with them and I have majorly seen the benefits of it personally and then also like because I was going through this you know I was sharing it with uh my friends my family clients that were coming to me just for the yoga classes and like they were really I was starting to notice that they were really coming for me to me for like stress and anxiety and and burnout. I was like, oh, okay. Like I'm obviously because I'm going through this, I'm obviously putting out those vibes like, yes, you know, come to me. <laughs> this is what I'm dealing with. Let me help you. Um, and, you know, I have the tools because I've done it myself, you know, and it, it, it took a while for me to realize that like mm -hmm. that was happening. But when I did realize, I was like, oh, yes, perfect. This is this is what I'm supposed to be doing, at least right now. Brilliant. Brilliant. That is so great. So how can people get in touch with you? Yeah, so you can contact me. Um, I'm on social media. So Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, look up Tess Jewel Larson. You'll find me. Um, mm -hmm. The name is not that common. <laughs> and, and, and we'll put all your contact details in the show notes anyway, which is great. So um, I understand you might have a little freebie for the listeners. Yes. So if you are interested, um, one of the things that I have brought into my own life to kind of step out of my own burnout is I call it the 10 minute method, stepping out of burnout. And what it is, is it's you check in with yourself at the beginning of the day. Um, I often do this in my morning shower, but you can do it whenever. Um, and I ask myself, well, first, how am I doing? Right. Like physically, intellectually, emotionally, how am I feeling? Right. Um, and then I decide, OK, what do I need to do today to take that one step to support myself and take 10 minutes? Um, and so often that for me, that's like getting a little bit more movement in. Or if I'm feeling really drained, like taking 10 minutes to do like a short yoga nidra or put my legs up the wall or something like that, right? But it's it's just, it seems so little, 10 minutes, but realistically, like those 10 minutes are huge. And when you do them all the time, every do single day, right? It You actually spend a lot more time for yourself than you would if you just spent like a one hour class a week, okay. you know, going to like a yoga class. So I really found that it helped not only like give me more energy, but it also helped me create that um, sort of supportive internal dialogue with myself and like really helped me meet myself where, where I'm at in the moment. So if, if you, if this sounds interesting to you, um, you can, I put together a little mini ebook. Um, you can find it on my website, uh, tessjewelarson.coach um forward slash freebie but uh as don said i'm sure it'll be in the the show yeah, notes we'll put the link in there yeah absolutely and so in in that book ebook like i go through sort of the method of it and then i also give you um four weeks of like sort of schedule like that you can write out okay so this is it's Monday. These are like my, this is my most important task that I want to do this week. 
Um, this is my check-in and this is what I'm going to do today for my 10 minutes. Um, and so it, it can be really helpful because you put it on your wall. There's also like a place there for an affirmation, like, you know, sort of an attention that you can set for yourself for that week. Um, or if there's something you're working on, you know, that you're like, you know, getting stuck with and you just want to write it out and like repeat it to yourself, you know, like one of the things that I often have written down is I'm enough. Yes. Um, and it's, it's super beneficial to have it written down and have it somewhere visual. So not only do you like get that sort of muscle memory of writing it and feeling it that way, but you're also reminding yourself as you look up at it. So yeah, if, if you're interested in, in that ebook, please go, go sign up for it. Brilliant. Thank you. And, and we will put the details in the show notes for anyone who wants to follow up on that. And, um, and it's been absolutely wonderful hearing your story, Tess. And before you go, I always ask my guests for three takeaways uh, for my listeners. So what are your takeaways for today? Mm, these are good. Okay. So uh, three takeaways. My first one, and this kind of, it goes along with that 10 minute method that I was just talking about. Mm -hmm. is meet yourself where you're at with compassion. And if you're noticing that you're spiraling in a web of anxiety, you know, the most important first thing to do is to ground, as I mentioned, right? So if you're having a really anxious moment, use techniques to bring your awareness back into your body. When we're in our body, we're in the present moment and we're not in our head, right? Anxiety, mm -hmm. lots of times we're up in our head. So when we're able to pull ourselves back into our physical body, this helps remind our nervous system that we're okay. Yeah. Um, so one tip that you could do for that is to use your senses, use the five senses. And you can even like use it with your hands so it's a visual thing as well so if you want to, to practice it right now like just bring up your hands see your five fingers and then think of okay five fingers what does that mean five things I can see okay look around and find five things that you can see whatever they are and then put one finger down four things four things that you can hear right? Can you listen outside the room, different parts of the room, maybe even coming from your own body, right? Like starting from the out, coming back in, mm -hmm. then bringing another finger down, three things, three things you can touch, right? Maybe that's touching with your hands, but maybe it's touching with your full body, right? Maybe, um, you know, you're noticing that you're sat in a chair. Maybe you're noticing the your hair brushing against your face, your clothes on your skin, right? So once again, you know, coming from the out into the, into your body two two things you can smell. Uh, right now I'm super stuffed up. I don't know if anyone can hear him. I'm a bit croaky today. Um, <laughs> so smelling, I understand maybe that's not always possible. Um, but you know, can you smell anything? Um, if you can't, that's okay. Right. Just always on all of these meeting yourself where you're at in the moment. And then the last one, taste. Can you taste something? One thing you can taste. So just kind of noticing what flavor you might have in your mouth, yeah. right? So coming from the out, pulling to the end and bringing your, your mind and body into that present moment. And that can be a really, really good way to, to take you out of the anxiety and just pull you back in. Yeah. I love that. I love the idea of that because it does, as you say, bring, bring you right into the present. So yeah, that's fabulous. And number three... Number three uh, would be, so I, I recommend a, a breath practice called, um, in yoga, we call it Brahmari, but um, 
someone might know it as humming breath or bee breath. And um, what it is, is you inhale through your nose, if possible, and exhale and hum. Now, studies are showing that inhaling through the nose and humming on the exhale increases your release of um, nitric oxide by 15 to 20%. So if you have no idea what this is, nitric oxide, not to be confused with nitrous oxide, which is laughing gas. Nitric oxide is um, what helps your body sort of open up airways and it can help kill pathogens and it slows your heart rate down. I even had a client tell me that we we practice this quite a bit in, in our sessions and she um, she was working out and she was like, oh, my heart rate's going up quite high. She's she's older. And um, she's like, OK, I'm going to try that that humming breath. And it brought her heart rate right down. And she's like, oh, that's so cool. Like, it actually does work. You know, <laughs> so just for anyone out there who's like, really, does it really work? Yes, it really does work. And so it's a really good breathing technique to to help calm the nervous system. Um, also, if you have headaches, um, it can also help to alleviate the headache. Um, and when you finish it, so after like, I, I recommend doing sort of five of the hums max. Mm -hmm. And then after you finish those five hums, um, just take a moment to notice any sensations that are arising in your body, right? Once again, this is kind of that, that grounding work as well, yeah. right? You're coming back into the present moment. And so you're noticing like, oh, do you feel the vibrations of the hum throughout your body? Like, does it help you release any of that physical tension that's been created, um, from the you know the the stress um that we're holding in our body brilliant thank you three very powerful things for for people to consider for helping with anxiety or just general life you know anything that sort of comes up you know they they can be helpful so well once again tess it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today Lo loved hearing your story and and how you're helping people now and um, wish you all the best in your, your your business venture. And I'm sure there's, there'll be plenty of people that will want to get in contact with you. Well, thank you so much again, Don, for having me on. I really appreciate it. And yes, if anyone is interested, you know, if you need help with anything that relates with anxiety, stress, burnout, um, you know, by all means, reach out. Or you just want to chat, just reach out. I'm here. I'm here to support you in any way that I can. Okay, lovely. Thanks very much. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show. Please follow or subscribe to get the latest episodes as soon as they're available. Whilst you are there, please also comment and review as it helps me and other listeners know what is good and what is not. If you would like to get in touch, feel free to reach out to me via the contact details in my show notes or through Facebook at Finding Freedom Club.